Hello and welcome to Believe and Declare podcast. Thanks for listening in. In this podcast, we share biblical truth to encourage women struggling with infertility, to help you build your faith, find healing and strength to persevere, and ensure you maintain spiritual postures that guarantee you victory. I'm your host, Yemisi Olani Yonu, and I'm glad you are here. Welcome to today's episode of Believe and Declare. In today's episode, we want to look at something that is common to all of us. We all hear different voices in our mind. We won't be considering the different voices today, but we want to consider what these voices are saying and what we do in those instances. 1 Corinthians 14.10 tells us, There are, it may be, so many kind of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. We see that there are many voices and each one of them has some level of significance. It's important to us what we allow or disallow from taking root in our mind as they determine the outcomes that we experience. So it is critical to pay attention to the thoughts that we allow foster in our mind. And Philippians chapter 4 I'll be reading verses 6 and 7 from the message translation, and it says, Do not fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayer, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It is wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. This Bible passage shows us that there are things we could do with the things that cause us to worry, the things that make us anxious. It says we should let our petitions and praises shape our worries into prayer, letting God know all of our concern. And it tells us what will happen ultimately, that God will flood our heart with peace that surpasses all understanding. So instead of allowing the enemy gain a foothold in your life through negative thoughts, which when you live unchecked, eventually become strongholds that you begin to battle. Find the word of God that speaks to whatever it is that is causing you to worry, whatever is making you anxious, whatever circumstance you find yourself in that is unpleasant. Find the word of God concerning that situation and enforce that instead in your life. Choose to remember what you know about God and to believe the truth that he has revealed about himself, about the circumstance, about that feeling in his word and stand on that. Today we are going to look at the story of three people in the Bible very quickly and then we'll take our declaration and prayers. If you look through scriptures, you'll find more than these three people that we want to focus on today in the Bible. If you look at their stories, you can see how their stories progressed. You can see how these people let the thoughts in their heart shape their life. We're going to look at David. We know David was a man of many battles, many struggles. A couple of weeks back, we looked at um, both David and Habakkuk asking God how long because they were faced with situations that looked beyond them. Both of them asked God, how long? But today we'll consider David, and we'll be reading from Psalm 62. We'll just read verse 5 and 6, and it says, 
My soul wait only upon God and silently submit to him. For my hope and expectation are from him. He only is the rock and my salvation, my fortress and my defense. I will not be shaken or discouraged. If you read through the whole chapter 62, you will find out that this was penned down in a time of crisis. But here was what David said. David said he will wait only upon God. And it says his hope and expectations are from God. I think the message translation puts it this way. It says, God, the one and only, I'll wait as long as he says. Everything I hope for comes from him. So why not? He is solid rock under my feet, breathing room for my soul, an impregnable castle. I am set for life. That's how much trust David had in God, even in the crisis he found himself, even with the enemies that surrounded him. And it's the same for us. We find ourselves in unpleasant situations. Nothing we have done to find ourselves in them. Sometimes we take actions that land us there. But what do we do in those kind of instances? What kind of thoughts do we allow? Do we begin to think God has forsaken us or God is punishing us for something that we have done? Several thoughts run through our minds daily. What we choose to do with them makes the difference. David, we see in this psalm, instructs his soul to wait silently for God alone. Do we begin to blame God when we find ourselves in such kind of circumstance? Remember, the thoughts that we allow most likely determines our outcome because that is what we are focused on. When I found this psalm in the TPT translation a couple of um, years back, it became one of my favorites. And if you start reading from verse 1, you will see that verse 1 and 2 and verse 5 and 6 are almost the same, except for a slight change in the narrative. So I think I'll just read that very quickly. I like the way the TPT renders this. It says, I stand silent and to listen for the one I love, waiting as long as it takes for the Lord to rescue me. For God alone has become my Savior. He alone is my safe place. His wraparound presence always protects me, for He is my champion defender. There is no risk of failure with God. So why would I let worry paralyze me, even when trouble multiplies around me? Did you hear that? There is no risk of failure with God. Why would I let worry paralyze me? Depending solely on the Lord, David declared that nothing could move him or shake him loose from God's protection and care. If you have to repeat it to yourself, as we see in this psalm, first it was declared, again it was declared. If you have to repeat it to yourself, do so. Now let's look at the next example. Let's take a look at the life of Paul. And we know that he wrote many of the letters he wrote to the churches from the prison. Paul did not focus on his situation. If you read the letters, you don't see one who is grumbling of the circumstance he has found himself. If anything, he was of much good, even in it. We'll read Philippians 1 verse 19 and it says, For I know that this will work out for my deliverance because of your prayers and the support I get from the spirit of Yeshua, the Messiah. So we see 
Paul declared, I know this will work out for my deliverance. Whatever situation or circumstance you find yourself, I want you to focus on what the mind of Christ is over that situation. What does the word of God say? And let that propel you to trust God even the more. Let that activate within you a trust like no other in the one who is able to deliver you. Paul anticipated things will turn out for good, even when everything around him seemed to be working against him. He declared, for I know that this will work out for my deliverance. This was a man in prison. And Paul expected God to turn things around for his good. Just the same way he said to us in Romans 8, 28, that he knows God causes all things to work together for good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Finally, let's look at the life of Job. And we all know the story too well. So we'll just speak a bit and talk around it as well. Job 3 verse 25 says, For the thing which I greatly feared comes upon me, and that which I am afraid of has come upon me. Job was not in any crisis. Job was not in a difficult circumstance when he was thinking of evil befalling him. Job himself opened the door to fear in his life, and that which he feared the most became his reality. I encourage you to do no matter what it is, whether things are going well for you or you find yourself in a difficult circumstance, guard your mind, watch your thoughts, don't think evil for yourself or of yourself. Remind yourself of who God is like David did over and over again. This is not a call to live in denial of whatever it is that you are faced with. Acknowledge what it is. Remember what Philippians 4, 6 to 7 tells us. It says, tell God exactly how you feel. Tell him the details of your life. However, let petition and praises shape your worry into prayer. We see Paul anticipated deliverance. David said his expectation is from God so he will not be moved. Instead of allowing the enemy to gain a foothold in your life through negative thoughts like Job, I want you to focus on who God is. Understand that God is good. Understand that his plans for you are good. And then find the word that speaks to that circumstance, to that situation, and stand on that word, believing that God will come through for you that God will not fail you. Choose to remember all you know about God and the truth that has been revealed in his word. Today, I want you to choose to push past every fear, every despair, every anxiety, every doubt, and every negative thoughts as they show their ugly heads. I want you to counter them with the word of God. Not just think on the word of God. Speak the word over yourself. Speak it to your hearing. Because the Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So once those thoughts, those negative emotions comes up, yes, meditate on the word and speak it out to your hearing. Rest assured, knowing God is faithful. God is reliable. God tells us in his word that he is trustworthy. 
and is ever true to his promise, he can be dependent on. He will fulfill his promise to you. No matter the current outlook, God will fulfill his promise to you. It says, though it tarry, wait for it. It will not delay in coming. It will surely come. Remain in the place of trust. Choose to trust God at all times. Watch what you allow in your thought. Whatever you allow will take root and it will definitely shoot upwards. I've seen God come true for me in my life over and over again in seemingly impossible situations. Don't give up. Don't quit believing in the face of adversity. There are truly many voices that spring up in our mind. But I want you to choose to focus on the one who says he has come to give us life. Life more abundantly, life to the fullest, that life-giving word is the one I want you to focus on. Don't focus on the things that cause you to fear and be anxious. And this is what Jesus Christ himself tells us in John 10 verse 3 and then 27 to 28. It says, the doorkeeper opens the gate for this man and the sheep hear his voice and pay attention to it. And knowing that they listen, he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out to pasture. The sheep that are my own hear my voice and listen to me. I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they will never ever by any means perish and no one will ever snatch them out of my hands. There are a few things that says my sheep hear my voice and pay attention to it. He calls them. And leads them out to pasture so he will care for you. This is what he says. And he says he will give you eternal life. No one can snatch you out of his hand. So be careful the voice that you listen to. Today we have the full picture of the story of Job. And then when we look at Job 19 verse 25 to 27. We see his declaration. Job says, I know my Redeemer liveth. I know that there is someone to defend me and that he lives. And in the end, he will stand here on earth and defend me. After I leave my body and skin has been destroyed, I know I will still see God. I will see him with my own eyes. I myself, not someone else, will see God. And I cannot tell you how excited that makes me feel. Look at his thoughts now. Look at what Job has come to say in the end. This was Job who sat and thought of evil when there was no cause for that. As we round up today, I also want to remind you that there are many looking to you because they know you believe in God and you trust in God to come through for you. Many are watching you, so you want to watch the way you live your life as not to cause them to stumble. See what is written in Psalm 69 verse 6. It says, Let not those who wait and hope and look for you, O Lord of hosts, be put to shame through me. Let not those who seek and inquire for you and require you as their vital necessity be brought to confusion and dishonor through me, O God of Israel. There are many looking up to you, many looking on you because they believe in their heart, the God that you believe. They are watching to see what your disposition is they're watching to see how you take your stand even through the things that you are going through and the lord hasn't left us helpless because he said to us everything we need for life and godliness has been provided we also see that 
we are expected to stand in the face of adversity, in the face of battle. We are not expected to be casualties. We are not expected to fall. We are expected to remain standing. Because Christ leads us in triumph and through us, he spreads and makes evident everywhere the sweet fragrance of the knowledge of him. Don't give ear to doubts, negative thoughts and voices and open yourself to fear. Keep believing, keep declaring the word of God to your own hearing. Imagine a life that is outside of God. Imagine someone who does not believe in the substitutionary sacrifice of Christ, that he came, he died and rose again, that he is the son of God, he has come for our salvation. Imagine how such a person will live his life outside of Christ, even when he's faced with difficulties and crises in life. And if you've listened to this message and you know that you have not believed in Christ, maybe you want to do so. Ask him to forgive you and invite him into your life. It's as simple as that. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your peace that garrisons our hearts and our mind in Christ Jesus. We thank you for that peace that surpasses all understanding that you have shed abroad all our hearts. Today, I ask you that everyone under the sound of my voice will henceforth only engage their mind going forward with things that are honorable, with things that are worthy of respect, with things that are right and confirmed by your word, with things that are pure and wholesome, with things that are lovely and bring peace, with things that are admirable and of good report. I ask that they will keep their thoughts continually fixed on these things. They will center their mind on the only true word which is yours. They will center their mind and pay attention to listen to your voice and hear what you have to say to them. I ask that they listen to your instructions and I ask that they implant your word in their hearts, that they will fill their minds with your word, meditating on it day and night. And I ask that Lord, each and every one will spread and make evident the sweet fragrance of your knowledge to the world around them, that all of creation will through their life come to a knowledge of you that will glorify the Father on their account. And I ask Almighty Father that whatever it is that anyone is faced with today, I ask Almighty God that they will consider in their heart the truth of your word, that they will come to the place where they accept that you are good and there is no shadow of evil in you. I ask that at no point will they dwell henceforth on the negatives, whether life is going well or they find themselves in a difficult situation. They will focus and redirect their focus to you, the life-given spirit. And I ask Almighty God that they continually look up to you, the author and the finisher of their faith, and model their lives after you. And Father, I ask that you keep each and every one of us from being a stumbling block to others, from being a stumbling block to those that are looking 
to you even through our lives. Father, I ask that we would not be the source of confusion to these ones. And I ask, Almighty God, that we will live life worthy of our calling. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Almighty God. There is no room for the enemy to weave any doubt or fear into our minds. Thank you, King of glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And I want you to declare, saying, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Keep believing. Keep declaring. Don't go about sowing seed that misaligned with what you're believing and trusting God for. Remember, God is not your accuser. God is not against you. God is for you. See you next week. Links to download the free 7-day devotional and 7 days declaration and also to join our community are on my Instagram page, Yemisiolani Yonu. Please head over there and download the free resources and join our community. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to follow, subscribe so you get notified when new episodes are posted. Please rate and review. Also share with anyone you know struggling with infertility. I hope you're living encouraged and with words that can help you get through this season. Keep believing, keep declaring. Be sure to tune in every Sunday for a new episode. Thank you.